Welcome, affiliated listeners. We have a super exciting episode today. In fact, we're talking about something you might have heard of before and probably didn't understand, had a lot of questions, or just thought that's somebody else's scam I don't need to worry about. We are going to be talking about NFTs, crypto, DAOs. Most importantly, that all is encompassed over this thing called Web3. You might have heard it. You might not have heard of it. You might not understand it. But don't worry, because we have an amazing expert on here that's going to be talking with us about today, Cole Chapman, who's actually the co-founder of the Affiliate DAO, which you're probably like, what is the Affiliate DAO? And if you're asking that question, great, hang on tight. We're going to give you the answer. I'm going to tell you right now, if you care about the future of affiliate marketing and the present of affiliate marketing, you have to hear what we're going to talk about in this episode. I think it is going to go blow your mind and possibly be some of the biggest changes to what you're going to be doing your business later. So with that, I want to introduce, of course, the amazing co-host Thomas McMahon. Hello. How are you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing well. Yeah, <laughs> doing you got some good energy, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the guest of honor, um, the amazing Cole Chapman. Cole, how are you doing as well? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Excited. Good. Good. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I'm really excited today. Like I said, we're going to be talking about, I think, a big subject, and we have a lot to cover in that time frame. Um, Before we do that, and we kind of talk about the the basis of really Web3 and what that is, we definitely want to do that. Beforehand, Cole, if you could just tell the people a little bit, give them a little bit of a backstory of how you've gone from successful online serial entrepreneur doing a lot of great things to now kind of being and living in this, you know, affiliated DAO web three space just walk us through that transition and then and from there we'll start to talk a little bit about what web three even is yeah absolutely i've uh been in the digital advertising internet marketing space for the past decade plus now and i've done a ton of fun stuff in and around that whole arena from uh you know building an ad, ad agency in dallas to a couple of uh, ad tech projects but my primary background really is in building direct to consumer brands online we took one of our last companies from zero to mid eight figures in about 18 months, utilizing that e-commerce direct consumer business model. And it's been a blast because I've been blessed enough to be a part of this whole industry since the early days. Back in the mid to late 2000s, there's a you know fun group of us, probably no more than 30 guys. Uh, anyone who was doing high volume physical product sales online was inv- invited to be part of this group of elite marketers back then. So we had guys in this group from all over the world, almost every continent represented. Um, and anyone who was doing high volume, like I said, physical product sales, because back then there was no courses on this stuff. There was no books on it. Unless you knew someone who was doing it, you know, you weren't able to figure out the strategies to scale back then. It was it was before this whole budding D2C industry and the term even D2C, right, that we've got now. And so, um, you know, starting there and it was a high volume. We had guys in this group who were doing 10, 20, 30,000 sales a day. I mean, multi-million dollar days back then, just because there's no competition online. There's a handful of us who actually understood not only how to scale on the ad channels, but how to scale the logistical side of it back then before a lot of the infrastructure was set up in the e-commerce space like it is now. And you, we had guys, you know, the, that group, I feel like, was really split testing a lot of the stuff that comes standard on Shopify today. Um, so it's just a fun time to be online, a fun time to be selling physical products, you know, at the very start of that industry. And you're feeling that same energy again today at the start of, what you know, Web3, DAOs, NFTs. It's very similar to how it felt at the early e-commerce days. And so, you know, going from that to getting into a project back in 2017, where we were trying to build a um, really an advertising protocol for the digital advertising ecosystem, we had aggregated a group of um, top 10 advertisers, top 10 publishers, top three ad agencies, um, the top industry associations uh, into a room in Washington, D.C. And you had, you know, Amex, AOL, Yahoo, Meredith Group, uh, Group M. I mean, the who's who of the digital advertising world, we brought into this room to figure out what does the future of digital advertising look like as it relates to Web3, which back then we were calling it blockchain. I don't think the term Web3 had really been established yet. Uh, and so that was my first really jump into Web3. And so I've had been really in and around this space since 2017, been watching, keeping an eye on DAOs since 2016. And then about a year ago, uh, just decided to jump in full force uh, and figure out, okay, the tooling's now to a point where it's, it's, you don't have to be a programmer, uh, Solidity dev, to actually go build these things. So let's jump in. Let's network with the guys who are on the forefront of this stuff. Let's figure out how to build a prosperous and successful DAO because these things are going to radically change the entire world. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the space. We can dive into – I can stop there. We can dive into 
the uh, the what is the web what is Web three what are NFTs what are DAOs before we get too far down the rabbit hole. So I'm sure everyone right listening has heard you know NFT maybe hasn't heard of a DAO um, you know has heard the Bitcoin and blockchain and all that and kind of has a probably a rough understanding of what that means. What when you look at it and when you're starting these and kind of diving in both feet when it comes to like this kind of mastermindy world you're in like what are what is exciting to you when you're looking at this the potential for a DAO and maybe just go into the nft versus a DAO and how they're mutual and how they kind of work together well actually i think to step back a little bit i think let's talk a little bit more about web3 like what does it mean to say web3 and then well, start fine. talking about let's break down how these <laughs> What is the NFT portion? <laughs> yeah, let me just blow up your question right away, Thomas. So, and let me say because I think what's important is it is important to establish. I'm sure Cole could understand. Like, people have probably a understanding of what or what they think is understanding of crypto NFTs, and maybe right. a very small percentage. Because I'll tell you, before I talked to Cole, I'd never heard of the DAO. I was like, "What is that?" So, oh, you mean Dow Jones? Why is it spelled wrong? And I was like, "Oh no, it's <laughs> totally different." So. Um, but yeah, let's let's kind of start at that Web three concept and build build that in. I think that would be a good good starting point. Absolutely, and let's let's do it from a marketer's mindset. I think that'll help establish with with this audience that we're speaking to today awesome. um, what this really means. And it, it's massive. The impact of what we're looking at here is world changing. It's it's absolutely fascinating when you go in the rabbit hole, take the red pill. It's it's game changing. So <clears throat> the best way I like to think about it is. From a marketer's perspective, at the very outset of the internet, right, Web 1.0, what were the questions being asked? Those, those questions being asked at that time were, what is, do, what is a dot com? What is the at symbol, right? Do I need a website? Those are the questions that really represent Web 1, which we also know of as on disk, right? So AOL sends you that disk in the mail. It makes the funny sounding noise when you load it up. That was how we got online at that point in time, right, or on the internet. Web 2 came around days. and marketers, exactly. You know, Web2 came around, the marketers started asking the questions of what is social media? What is, um, what's the value of followers and likes? Do I need a Facebook page, right? Those questions really represent and encompass the forefront, on the front, really the front running questions of Web2, which we know of as online. So you went from on disk to online, which everything's in the cloud now, right? And Web2 to where Web3 and as of, you know, the 2020s, the questions that marketers are going to be asking is what's an NFT? How do I build a DAO? Do I need to tokenize my brand, my products? What is a social uh, social DAO? Um, what's the difference between uh, NFT and social tokens, right? All these questions are what encompass Web 3.0, which is on-chain, right? Everything built on top of the blockchain. And so the way I look to look at it is on top of the blockchain, you've got three pillars of Web 3. Those are going to be DeFi, decentralized finance, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, and DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. Those are the three pillars that are that make up the future of Web3 as we know of it today. And so DeFi just being the financial strategies and mechanisms of cryptocurrency, right? This this right here, DeFi is the future financial system, right? Uh, NFTs, I think the easiest way to look at NFTs is a verifiable on-chain product, right? Everyone's got these confusing definitions of what they are. I think at the end of the day, an NFT is a is a product that can be verified on chain. And that can be a piece of artwork, that can be an event ticket, that can be a community membership pass. That can that NFT can represent your ownership of a physical product, right? It can represent your ownership of a piece of land or real estate, right? So what you're gonna see is everything that can be brought on chain will be brought on chain. Everything that can be an NFT will be an NFT over the next three to five years, right? So in 2021, the market value of NFTs was, was hit $40 billion, right? We matched that within the first three months of this year, right? Wow. So they're saying within the next two years, NFTs, yeah, it's amazing. And within the next two years, they're saying NFTs are going to be an $800 billion market. So you've got people who don't fully understand it and are hating on what these things are, but regardless of what they are today, the technology is future infrastructure so is, for where everything is going. For a layman, right. is so like just, the difference between Web 1, ahead, Web 2, Web 3, like is the big difference how people are engaging with being quote unquote online, where right now in Web 2, we're engaging by being on these big platforms like a Facebook, like a YouTube, Twitch, right? Like that's how we're engaging by being on a platform. And then Web 3 is 
different? Is that like we're going to have the next step is evolving past, say, a hosted platform like that? Yeah, I think the vision for Web 1 really was a decentralized web, right? What happened in Web 2 was these walled gardens went up to where a small group of companies really controlled a majority of the Internet. I think the vision for Web 3 is to give the power back to the people through decentralized uh, infrastructure and through tokens, through DeFi, everything else. That If there's one word to summarize Web3, it's decentralization. Um, and really trying to give that power back to the people so that a small group of people don't control the internet for the entire world. And I just want to, I'll, I'll try and play through this too, like the, hi, let yeah, me make sure I understood what you just said with your fancy words. So, um, but in, in general, like Web3, the, the basis and why it's able to be decentralized because it's built off of blockchain, which allows transparency and you know full auditing and also um it's the fact that it's deset like it's it's not reliant on some other entity providing me it right like we have right now with a lot of the cloud-based internet and all the the companies they basically like you said create the gateway that being on the blockchain with web3 would would take away and so just to make sure that i'm understanding this part too is um, the the finance side, which we, we know is crypto and cryptocurrency, that is just the finance arm that's moving things on Web3. So this is the currency, the acceptable forms of currency that we're saying, um, which obviously there's a lot to understand within that, but we're just going to keep it broad here. Mm-hmm. NFTs are basically like the way to represent property in different ways, like unique items, like you said, whether it's art, whether it's a ticket, whether it's a house, whether it's a really cool looking skin on Roblox, like all those things are represented uniquely within within NFTs. And then DAOs are basically the, the meeting places, the communities, the groups that take action, change things where people are interacting together, right? Is that kind of like a, in terms of me trying to grossly overgeneralize all this, does that seem like what, what, what we'd say des- describe or comprises up this Web3 creation? Yeah, Kyle, you absolutely nailed it. So if you're looking at DeFi as the money of Web3, right? NFTs as the products of Web3, then your DAOs, your decentralized autonomous organizations, are really your Web3 native organizations uh, that exist on on chain, right? <clears throat> and so um, the best and simplest way, I think, to define a DAO is a crypto wallet or crypto treasury, uh, i.e. a bank account on chain, that is governed and stewarded by that community, by a specific community, in a decentralized and democratic manner. So someone from that community can theoretically post uh, post a proposal for what they think should be done uh, with that treasury's funds. The community can come together, vote on whether they approve or deny that request. And if it gets approved, funds are transferred out of the community treasury into that project's wallet, uh, and that project is off to the races, right? Um, and so I think what you're going to see is DAOs come out of the crypto corner and into the mainstream spotlight over the next six to 12 months, just like we saw NFTs do last year. So <clears throat> NFTs, you know, like Thomas said earlier, everyone and their mom knows, has heard of an NFT, even if they don't fully understand what it is, right? I think you're going to see the same thing with DAOs over the next six to 12 months, where they're going to have their spotlight moment, where they're really going to, you know, uh, hit the forefront and everybody's going to be hearing about DAOs. Because when you actually dive into the technology of what they are, they're, they're absolutely game changing. They're going to they're going to transform every industry. Um, you're going to see the Amazons, Googles and Apples of the next generation are going to be decentralized autonomous organizations that come from this, you know, um, this the ones that start in the next five years. Some that already have started. Right. Some of these guys are reaching multi-billion dollar market caps already. Uniswap, for example. And I think Uniswap is a great example of the efficiency of the DAO, because if you look at Coinbase, Coinbase is a, a trad org, a traditional organization with a uh, hierarchy, right? You've got a, a Silicon Valley company, a board, a CEO, a top-down governance structure. So Coinbase uh, and Uniswap, which is essentially the Web3 equivalent, it's a decentralized uh, crypto exchange protocol that is governed as a DAO. So Coinbase and Uniswap are doing roughly the same volume, but Uniswap has 10% of the employee overhead that Coinbase does because of the efficiency of the structure of the DAO. We're still in the early days of these things. The best practices, I think, are yet to be established. But over the next five years, once they are, then watch out. These things are going to be So if you look at those, so if you look at Uniswap versus Coinbase, 
Um, so just for general, this for people to understand. So is Uniswap basically another way to transfer Bitcoin and Ethereum and cryptocurrencies? You can ex buy an exchange on Uniswap. And so they have less employee Correct. overhead. So How does the... I guess a big question that comes up to me there is like, who owns Uniswap? And is there like a profit share? Like if you're in that DAO, like how does like, if someone's doing work in Uniswap, are they getting played, paid as an employee? Is there like volunteer work like Wikipedia was or is like, how does that, how does stuff get done? All of the above. Um, it, it varies based okay. on the governance structure of the DAO. But yeah, theoretically it's, uh, you know, there's, uh, 1099, a lot of these guys, most, most of the time it's 1099 contract contractors. Uh, a lot of times you'll have a core team within the DAO that is kind of, uh, you know, quote unquote on salary getting paid in crypto. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of, a lot of these DAOs are, um, issuing bounties, which is work that needs to get done that they open up to the community to do. So your question of who owns the DAO, the, the community owns the DAO. Um, and it's, it's owned in a decentralized manner by whoever owns the tokens, right? So the tokens are essentially the shares, but you can buy those now on the secondary market um, and take ownership in one of these DAOs, right? And so I think the greatest example, one of the um, guys on our mentor board for Affiliate DAO gave an example to us. He's like, it's like you guys are planting a tree in the park, right? And you guys went and bought the tree and you know, you've done the work for the necessary period of time to make sure that tree is healthy and, and prosperous and, and growing, but eventually it becomes, it becomes the community's tree. And that's exactly I think, the vision and how most DAOs start is there's a core team that kicks it off, that gets it going, but ultimately the goal is to fully decentralize the organization to where it, it's genuinely owned, operated, and governed and stewarded by the whole community in a decentralized manner to where not one person can have major influence oh, over the whole thing so that so that yeah. bounty thing you mentioned there so like if what? uniswap is trying to get a project done or trying to get a feature rolled out they might put out a bounty saying hey we're looking for this type of work the community might vote on it and say yes that's what we want a price is associated with that bounty i'm assuming that's in some sort of cryptocurrency and then whoever goes and completes the bounty first or best kind of gets the contract for that in a way yeah Exactly. Bounties posted. Here's the price for whoever gets it done properly. Uh, you know, usually there's a, you know, auditor who's responsible for making sure the work's done properly before the reward is given out. But yeah, absolutely. Well, and we'll definitely, let's circle back to, I think the DAOs, I love what you were saying in terms of, you know, the, how this is going to be the next thing, right? We see, we saw crypto first, we saw NFTs second, DAOs are going to be the next thing your grandma's asking you about and confused about um, at Thanksgiving, possibly even this year, um, if not, you know, the 4th of July next year, right? So, but before we jump into that, I actually want to go back a little bit. And if we could kind of, we're going to do a little rumor busting, because I think a lot of people right now in this conversation might sit there and think, you know, whether, hey, I just lost a ton of money on crypto and it's bottoming out, that's dead. You know, NFTs are a scam. So what I would like to do is kind of address those two pieces if we can real fast, Cole. Like when you run into the people that are like, oh man, crypto is just a scam. It's bottomed out. It's going nowhere. NFT, that's just people selling, you know, fake artwork that doesn't matter. It's NBA top shots, right? Like what do you, how do you address to those individuals? And we can actually start off with crypto first and NFT second um, to help them kind of understand what is maybe, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll just, I'll let you answer, like how you address those concerns or um, objections uh, that people have, starting with crypto first. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's any different, whether it's crypto, NFTs, whether it's the dot-com boom, I think it's all the same thing. There's so much excitement around everything that you've got all these people rushing in who really have no idea what they're doing. <clears throat> they're throwing money at stuff just because everything's going up. And then all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't and everyone's lost a ton of money. That doesn't mean that the underlying technology uh, is any worse than it was yesterday. <clears throat> As what you're going to see is just like in the dot-com boom, you had all these massive companies that we have today came out of that you're going to see the same thing. So what it does, in my opinion, is it gets rid of a lot of the garbage in the space that really shouldn't have been there to begin with. A lot of these NFT projects that don't have actual any real utility behind them, um, you know, all of a sudden, it, when the water comes out, I think, you, know, you just see what actually, what's staying afloat and what's sinking, I guess is probably a good way to put it. 
And those projects that are actually producing value uh, are going to stay afloat and are going to get the attention of uh, the investors. For us, I look at it as an opportunity because all of a sudden your competition for uh, investment money is a lot slimmer because a lot of guys are no longer in the game. Uh, A16Z just raised a $4.5 billion fund to invest in DAOs and tokenized communities and the ecosystem. Um, and so those guys, you know, they're not stupid. Um, they know where this thing's going. They know, you know, that this is the future, which is why they raised a fund of that size. Um, because if they can invest in the entire ecosystem, those guys are going to be looking good over the next 10 years. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, people in the space who are doing stuff that probably shouldn't have been doing because the money was easy and quick. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are like in every every industry, there's scams, et cetera. But the underlying technology is what's going to fundamentally change our society. And that's not going to go away. Yeah. Well, I, I love what you said. A couple of things there. First, the comparison to the dot com boom in the 2000s. And I'm sure we could rip stuff from the headlines back then that people are like, this whole Internet thing, these dot com websites, that's bullcrap. It's just going to go away. It's a trend. And I get it. We all saw Pets.com on their Super Bowl commercial and thought, I don't even know what this pet sock is telling me to buy. But boy, they sure raised a lot of money, right? Like So so there's those things that are happening. Um, but I think the key factor that, that people should focus on is understanding the utility of these things, right? Like if you think that there's utility behind the idea of being able to, you know, have pure transparent licensing directly from the source of a creator, that's probably something that's not going to go away and something that's going to be very valuable. If you see it valuable now, it'll probably be even more valuable into the future. And understanding the utility behind this stuff is how I think when people talk about scam, 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 well, it's a scam when there is no utility. It's just an item, right? And, and not totally a scam because lots of collectibles are still actually very empowered by NFTs. That market makes a lot of sense. But collectibles are a very manipulated market right like bubbles were born from collectibles and especially the old hall and the dutch tulip bulbs back in the 1400s or whatever it is right or 1500s but um we've seen the collectibles are very easy to create a lot of this stuff and like you said scams are bad stuff but the utility and i'll just give an example because i know this is when it really resonated for me with nfts was when somebody put the first house is an NFT because understanding that an NFT, the non-fungible token, the power in that's the smart contract afterwards of what it actually represents. Um, and so when people were buying a house as an NFT with the idea that I can now sell fractional shares of my home, um, you know, for fractional shares of that NFT and turn that into real cash, like that is something that imagine never having to refinance your home again because you could just sell fractional shares for more money than the house is most likely worth empowering individuals to have more access to real estate investing than they previously ever could have had. Um, and then me as a, as a homeowner, I now have all this access that I, I previously couldn't leverage my home in the way, you know, I could only go to a bank and a bank had all that leverage and they owned all of it. Well, guess what? Get out of the way, bank. I'm going to start using my assets for me to maximum benefit, not paying some middleman um, that's just big enough to make me go do it. So anyway, like that, that's just when we talk about utility, I think that's really important when we look through and we start to have this conversation now about DAOs and what this means. I just think it's important to highlight that utility is what matters so much right now. So you don't fall victim to the naysayers that back in the early 2000s, we're talking about this internet thing's just a joke. It's going to go away. We're going to be back to brick and mortar. Um, you know, as they were pumping money into Toys R Us and Barnes and Noble or Borders. Borders would be a better example because they don't exist anymore, right? So, um, but yeah, anyway, so let's let's now transition that to talking about the communities. And Thomas had some great questions with that. But in general, let's let's now talk about the DAO. Like, what is a DAO? What does it really represent in the terms of this, you know, decentralized autonomous organization, which is, I don't know if we said that already, but that's what the DAO stands for. Um, so yeah, walk me through a little bit of like, Hey, if you're, if you're going to tell your grandma what a DAO is, how would you explain it to her? Yeah, absolutely. I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think the, the simplest way to think about a DAO is, is a, um, a community that comes together around a common interest that controls a crypto treasury. Uh, like I said, i.e. a bank account on chain, right? And so what you're doing there is this community has a goal. Let's take, um, uh, ah, okay, great, great example is... Um, Actually, here's a case study. I'm going to give you guys a case study that I think will lay out a great framework for what we're doing in Affiliate DAO. There's a group by the name of 
uh, friends with benefits. Uh, are you guys familiar with those guys? No comment. <laughs> I, <laughs> you're like, I don't want to make the joke. But no. um, <laughs> yes, I, I'm familiar with no. both. <laughs> this is a trap. <laughs> so yeah. you guys, I'll explain this so it sounds better. These guys are a, uh, a Web3 social club uh, consisting of kind of a who's who of uh, guys in the forefront of Web3, whether it's venture capitalists or DJs who are in the music NFTs, kind of the, the hip, cool crowd of Web3, right? Um, they created the social club and they get their name, friends with benefits, from this hypothesis they had of, hey, we can all be friends like we are on any digital community, whether it's uh, Discord, Slack, Skype, social media, wherever we gather uh, communally on you know, digitally. Um, but when we add a social token into our communities interactions, then theoretically we should be able to place a value on our community that can be bought, sold and traded on the secondary markets, therefore creating the true economic benefit to being in a relationship and being mm, friends, hence okay. the name friends with benefits. So they implemented uh, their own native token, FWB token for their, for their community. And in order to, um, get access to their community on Discord. You had to hold 75 FWB token in your wallet in order to buy tickets to their social events because they were a social DAO. You had to buy those tickets, not in US dollars, but in FWB token. And so what they did was create this micro economy within their own community that proved their hypothesis true and took their market cap from zero to 193 million within six months with less than 1,500 people, uh, members. Absolutely amazing. And so that right there is the birth of what we know of today as the social DAO, this idea that you can put a value on a group of people through a token. Um, and I say what we know of today, these guys launched just over a year ago. So if you're here listening to this, you are early. Um, so <laughs> DAOs are already in, are still in their infancy. Social DAOs are even more, more so. Um, but those guys really paved the way for this new concept of a social DAO, of, of a group of people gathering together around a common interest to achieve a common mission. So you've got, you know, a friend of mine launched Krause House, which is a social DAO with the mission of buying an NBA team as a DAO. So you've got this community of hoop heads and basketball fanatics who all come together, I mean, thousands of them, right, in this Discord, working towards this mission of buying an NBA team as a DAO. And they've got incredible traction because the type of people they've been able to mag to draw in and magnetize towards their cause of all these basketball players, not only just fans, but people from the NBA and NBA players are part of their DAO. So it's this, um, this amazing project. These guys are actually already in talks with uh, NBA teams um, for minor minority positions and figuring out how they can kind of take small steps to eventually get there. But you've got these projects like that that are popping up. And I think that's what really led us to um, about a year ago, diving in and just trying to figure out, okay, how do we build a successful social DAO? And it was one of those things where, you know, the three of us, shout out to uh, John Daniels and Randall Zamchek, my two co-founders, where we're just like, okay, where do we want to launch our first social DAO? We've got the skill sets, we've got the relationships with these you know, friends now of ours who've built these nine and 10 figure DAOs. Um, where do we want to jump in ourselves into this industry and with all of us having a deep background in uh, digital advertising, affiliate marketing, but through, uh, digital, you know, internet marketing stuff, what we realized is like, hey, the affiliate marketing community as a whole is already extremely tight knit, both mm -hmm. domestically and globally. Right. And so there's already an existing community there. Let's go ahead and aggregate this community into a Web3 community and tokenize that community so that we can collectively move the industry forward and educate affiliates on how to make money in Web3 uh, through this social DAO, through you know, digital summits, educational content, weekly roundtables, et cetera, right? As we were doing that and going down that path, what we realized was, wait a minute, there's not currently a way for affiliates to participate in Web3. And what I mean by that is, if, if you're an affiliate today, there's no way for you to drive traffic to an NFT project and when somebody mints as a result of your traffic, you, there's no way for you to get compensated automatically on chain in crypto. Oh. So you're looking at this. There's no way to pay, pay percentage of whatever 16%. that NFT or token was. Mm, on chain. I thought there was. Yeah. Okay, so the technology, the technological world. You can do it through old school mechanisms through the dollar, like we currently, like our current uh, affiliate marketing software is, right? But there's no way 
for it to be done in an automated way on chain. And this, I think the payment mechanisms of DeFi and Web3 are gotcha. going to be what changes okay. the game for a lot of the digital advertising bull market, right? And so, uh, so yeah, that's where we're like, okay, 16% of the internet transactions today are affiliate marketing transactions, right? Massive industry globally. But yet the future of the internet, Web3, does not have the technological rails for affiliates to even participate in. Or on the flip side of that, right, for any of these Web3 project owners to install an affiliate program in their marketing stack. So there's a huge gap in the Web3 marketing stack right now. Um, even more so, you've got these Web3 project owners that have tens of thousands of people in their Discord that they're not able to turn into referral partners uh, for their up and coming NFT mint, right? So we just saw this massive gap in the actual marketing technology uh, for Web3 and our social DAO turned into half social DAO, half protocol DAO, where affiliate DAO and the community of affiliate DAO is now building the first Web3 uh, decentralized affiliate marketing protocol. And so it's extremely exciting. What we've, you know, what we've done is we've got you know, probably 75 uh, seats on what we're calling our board of mentors, right? And these are people who are represented uh, who have represented the digital, you know, digital marketing, affiliate marketing industry for the past decade. Um, you know, we've got guys like John Benson, who invented the video sales letter, Amber Spears, Rich Sheffrin, David Deutsch, Stefan Georgi, Jason Fladley. And I mean, I could, you know, the list goes on 75 people of kind of the who's who of this industry, who's really what we've done is everybody's come together and every one of these people, individuals are kings in their own rights, right? They've all got their own business that they're running, but we've come together around a common table of affiliate DAO, laid our swords down and said, okay, how can we contribute to this industry and make this industry great and move it forward into Web3 as a collective? Because that's, I think, the one thing that DAOs do exceptionally well is they solve for coordination failure. So never before have we been able to really pull off an industry-wide effort where everybody is incentivized to contribute in the way like we, like we can now through something like a DAO. Right? It would have had to been done through an industry association where you have representatives who represent the industry and, and it just gets clunky, right? But now for the first time, we have a way for all of us collectively to gather around a common table and say, hey, what do we need to do to make this industry better so that we all make more money? And I think that's the cool thing is we're not looking at you know, this protocol, for example. It's not a private company that we're all having to go pay to use this is a public good that when when we use the protocol, anybody who owns tokens in this community throughout the industry can make money, right? The value of those tokens can go up theoretically. And so the, I think the most exciting thing for us is the collective nature of being able to unite an entire industry for the first time. So, yeah, no, that, that's really amazing. And just to go kind of back and kind of highlight, because I mean, we covered a lot of stuff in that range. And I really like how we're getting to a point that I think is so exciting, which is that affiliate DAO and what that could represent. We'll go to that in a second, but just to kind of, I think, again, think about these DAOs. It is a way for people to get together and make something happen, right? And, and whether that's because they want to pool together um, their financial resources, which you could then do through minting and having that economic portion, or if it's just, um, you know, something where, you know, you want to create capital in the room that you're in, right? Like it, it's funny. We talked about this really cool social club with all these cool kids on friends with benefits, which just sounds like another table. I wouldn't be able to sit at at lunch, but um, in general, that actually means that if you want to be in that room right now, so much of it feels so political to get in those rooms, right? Like it's sometimes there's even hidden, well, really there's money you have to pay to get in there, but no one wants to tell you what it is. And it's all these black areas, right? But in the DAO, it's completely transparent, right? Well, to get in and play and participate in the community, take desire, and then whatever that entrance is to owning the coin, which is your pass into that, into that communion, wherever that represents. To me, that 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 transparency is just so amazing. And I think it's the real power in that um, to where you can take somebody that wants to say, hey, let's go buy an NBA team. And you get all the people that are interested in that, that want to put their resources and time towards that in whatever way that they can and contribute to making that happen, which previously there's no way. Like if you weren't at a strata of investments, you would have no possibility to do that unless you want to buy your single share in the Green Bay Packers and hold it up like it means something. Um, when in reality, we all know that, that it wouldn't mean anything except for to say that I'm a big Packers fan, right? So I just I think it's really great when we highlight the 
the power that that could have. And I know we're using sports teams, but it could be making a movie. It could be like what we're talking about with setting a standard for an industry in a place where it doesn't exist. So we could create what we want, um, what the people want, not what somebody would like to sell us. I think that's a really, really powerful and amazing thing. So um, just, just want to quickly glance over and highlight with that. So Tom, do you have any questions or any other things? To, so many to questions. With this? Um. <laughs> so many, I know. So there's a lot that we could break yeah. down. So let's really, yeah, let's start getting into the specifics of the affiliate DAO and start asking and talking around exactly what you guys are doing. Well, I wanted to, what I wanted to back like. to the protocol versus social, you said. Can you just clarify what that means a little bit i think i understand where social is probably like the community mastermindy kind of part of it and is protocol like we're a software company kind of thing like what's the protocol versus social part of a dao and how do they play together yeah absolutely so yeah within the dao uh, umbrella you've got different types of daos you know under that umbrella from investing daos to social community daos to um, protocol tech daos right like uniswap um, what we've done here is really tried to create a beautiful merge and blend of the community of top affiliates across the entire world, right? And that's the cool thing I think about DAOs is you're not geographically restricted, right? This literally can be a global group uh, and is already a global group. Um, so you've combined this uh, social DAO aspect where, you know, like I said, we're going to be educating um, affiliates on how to make money in Web3, how to utilize the protocol, all that stuff. But then you've got the tech side, which is very much like a tech company that you're going to be uh, building out the, the software and the actual, you know, uh, protocol on top of Ethereum uh, and an entire team that's going to be working towards, you know, I think what we're doing is spearheading it with the technology, spearheading with NFTs. But ultimately, our, the goal of the community is to infuse affiliate marketing into every aspect of Web3. So we'll start with NFTs, but ultimately move it into affiliate marketing for DeFi, for the metaverse, for Web3 gaming, right? And this community can decide what that looks like as we move forward together and decide what that direction, what direction to take to accomplish those goals, how, right? How does a DAO work in the current like tax legal system? Like is Uniswap or affiliate DAO, are they like a registered S Corp or LLC somewhere, which is then owned by said DAO, which is owned by everyone who has a token? Like how does that Maybe that's a way too deep question right here, but like, I'm just confused. Who do I works. sue is what Thomas is saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a question that I would say the best practices are not established on yet. Um, so you've got a lot of these guys are, um, you know, you've got a Wyoming Dow, right? Which isn't much different than an LLC. Um, a lot of them are uh, set up as foundations out of British Virgin Islands, Caymans, um, Panama, et cetera. Um, it really differs based on who you ask and what, uh, what <laughs> totally. Yeah. I was confused. Like, cause the whole, like, well, who owns it? I think that's a common question that probably comes up. It's like, well, the community owns it. It's like, okay, but what does that mean? <laughs> like, um, like could someone buy, if I feel like a friends with benefits, could someone buy 51% of the tokens out there right now and then be a majority quote unquote owner of the DAO? Is that a thing that can happen or is it? Yeah. So that's where you get into some really interesting security issues mm -hmm. around governance. Um, that actually is in, entirely different rabbit hole that we probably don't want to go down today but yeah there's there's government there's entire studies um that are actually fascinating to dive into in terms of what is the most secure way to prevent a hostile takeover right because we've already seen that happen an attempt at least um the first attempt at hostile takeover happened about six months ago i want to say um where basically a group a private equity group came in put a proposal together that said hey we'd like to take over control of the DAO through X amount of tokens. Anybody who votes yes on this is going to also get issued X tokens and essentially bribe the voters, right? But you're like, it's like these, these gray areas, like, oh, that's really interesting. You, there's nothing illegal about it because the governance processes outlined here don't prevent that. Um, you know, ethical, ethically, there might be some issues, but from a you know, legal, issue, legal side, they can legally do that. Well, then what you saw happen was the founding team actually turns out had a Mm. Um, a kill switch that they were able to turn off and you're like, okay, how decentralized is that community actually right. if the founding team has a kill switch, <laughs> right? So you know, all these um, fascinating governance questions that's probably uh, not worth diving into right now, but for those who are listening, interested on going down the governance path, um, there's a whole study around DAO governance that is just absolutely fascinating. Uh, well, uh, a book that I think everybody who's interested in going down that route should read 
is a book called Reinventing Organizations by Frederick Lillow. Um, so be, I always say before there were DAOs, there was Frederick Lillow. So Frederick Lillow has been studying decentralized organizational structures uh, prior to oh, okay. all this blockchain hype that's happening yeah. now. And what you find out is that these this concept of a decentralized organization is not new. There's analog decentralized organizational structures that have scaled into the billions of dollars in revenue that are extremely efficient. Um, Zappo Shoes runs on one called Holacracy, right? Um, so again, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole uh, that I could probably talk for an hour on, but decentralized DAO governance is an entire study. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Well, and what's really interesting about that too, is I think one thing too to highlight, I think Thomas, you brought like the perfect questions to highlight how it's, this is so new. There's so many things that are still being figured out and we don't know. Right. So you'll get a lot of either. I even say oftentimes if you get definitive answers to things that really don't have precedent, don't trust those answers. Right. Because, because <laughs> we don't know yet. Right. And it's the same things that I think governments and large businesses are hoping to even suppress because they can't figure out what this looks like. They're waiting to see what happens and, and what those rules are, um, which comes down to, I think, one of the other things that's really beautiful about this, though, is being a part of the affiliate, the affiliate DAO and other DAOs with things you're interested in and passionate about, you have an opportunity to actually set and dictate what that means. So the future of Web3 is right now in the hands of the users, the people that are choosing to participate versus what we've been so used to with Web2 that they're in the hands of the people that raise the most money and provided enough utility to raise more money and now control through the money that they have and the power they have. One thing, and I don't even know if this is true, the one thing I would think, like if you're in a DAO or a hostile takeover occurred and a significant portion of the people disagreed with said DAO or said direction, you could just go and you know leave said DAO and go do another one, right? There's nothing stopping you, which creates, it's funny because to me, it's like a much freer form of, of pure capitalism because at the end of the day there those barriers the doors that are shut down to create crony capitalism and put barriers to free markets they're going to be really hard at this point at least the way it's see to develop in in here so it's um I, I know i bring this up a lot thomas because you know i love pirate culture but for those that, that might not be aware of like the pirate ship it was a very decentralized organization because you had a captain but the captain was there to serve the crew and if the captain wasn't doing their job and what they were designed and put forth, which is really helping out in battle and making quick decisions, the crew would mutiny and they'd go find a new captain. If they weren't given enough, you know, treasure, this and this, the, the whole reason for living this pirate life, like if I didn't have enough mead because my captain wasn't good, they didn't get to over-dominate and decide that they're just going to dictate everything that happens. They're out and a new captain's in. And similar, I think of like, that's for some of this decentralization. I could be totally wrong, Cole, uh, but is, is we're creating this space where communities drive action. Um, it's not people that inspire communities to follow them. Communities are the ones that could really drive the difference. So even if somebody tried to do a hostile takeover, which I understand creating these incentives, which again, kind of really creative, right? It might not be the most ethical thing, but you could see that creativity. Absolutely. It's still a complete ability Absolutely. for me to say, okay, I don't like where this is going. I'm out. I'm going to sell my shares. People that are interested in this, sure, go ahead and do it. But I'm not going to be encumbered by too many other things to hold me in there. Um, you could go out and decide that, find the people and things that, that you have, which, I mean, we don't get, need to get into what um, that level of isolation of thought could do <laughs> in <New laughs> society. I don't know. Um, but I also think the other thing that reminds me a lot of, especially when you talk about these, um, these micro... Um, as you put it, like micro economies that occur within these DAOs, whether it's for social, whether it's for a project, we have been doing micro like, you know, um, economies have been conditioned to us in Web 2 way back when. And I think about it like, I don't know if this anyone else remembers this, but playing Neopets as a kid, which had its own internal currency that I earned in my own internal ways to create some sort of like, you know, social status or economic status within this very self-contained Neopet world. Um, right. Which as, as a kid, when I was a middle schooler, it's just a way to try and talk to girls digitally because I was too afraid to do it in person. <laughs> but but like we've been conditioned to already know how to operate in these worlds. And when you start looking at Gen Zers who were born into it, they know a much more mature form of it. It just makes sense that that's the next place that we're going to go and, and kind of break down um, this idea of people telling you how to 
you know, organize, how to make a difference, or that you can't, you can't really make a difference if you don't have XYZ. Um, but we're really talking about with the affiliate DAO, you can make a difference right now. If you're an affiliate and you say you would like to be a part of this, there's opportunities for you to join and have a say and have a voice. And I think that's just like blows my mind and gets me really excited. Um, and just mutiny with the captain if you don't like the direction they yeah, go. Yeah, you lost in, me so. on Neopets, but I'm in on Tech Pirate. So okay, yeah. you're on Tech Tech Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so going going back to that, so let's talk a little bit about specifically the affiliate DAO. So this is a two parter. You have the social part, which um, let's talk a little about what that could look like. So um, I'm an affiliate. I really like the idea of of being and having access to, you know, some of the big players, let's say, you know, Stefan Georgi um, that you mentioned, you know, I want to know what he has to say. I want to be a part of what he's talking about with affiliate marketing. What does that look like inside the DAO? What are the conversations happening? What's my access if I happen to be a member and I hold that token? Yeah, absolutely. So when you're, when you, when you own one of the affiliate DAO membership passes, you get full access to the DAO itself, the community on discord, the protocol um, or DAP at this point uh, to actually you know, become an affiliate for any of the Web3 offers that are on there. On there. Um, but I think what you're looking at is we're going to have weekly roundtables where we're going to have interviews with these mentors, whether it's the, you know, rock stars from the affiliate marketing space like Stefan or whether it's these, you know, Web3, um, Web3 thought leaders who are on, their ment on the mentor board. We've got guys like Ryan Adams and David Hoffman who are the co-founders of Bankless. And if anybody's, you know, following Web3, I know you know Bankless because these guys are the leading media DAO who are interviewing, you know, guys like Vitalik who founded Ethereum, kind of the who's who of Web3 on a weekly basis on their podcast. So those guys are on the uh, mentor board. So what we'll do is on a weekly basis, we'll have these roundtables where we'll be interviewing the top thought leaders in whether it's Web3, in social DAOs, in uh, or in affiliate marketing to be able to really pull the golden nuggets from these guys on, okay, what does the future of affiliate marketing look like? I think that's really the, uh, the idea of merging the top minds in Web3 and the top minds in affiliate marketing onto this board of mentors that can advise the DAO and the members of the DAO is to really cross-pollinate the best ideas of both worlds as we move our industry into Web3. Because I think one thing, we, we don't truly know what the future of affiliate marketing is going to look like yet. I think the first step is applying what we know now on top of some of these web three rails and driving traffic like a traditional affiliate offer, the only difference is the payment mechanisms are a lot more efficient. You don't have to wait for, you know, days to get paid as an affiliate, et cetera, because everything's verified on chain, yada, yada, yada. But I think there's going to, there's going to be entirely new models of affiliate marketing that we haven't even thought of yet that are going to be enabled because of the technology that we have now. And I think that's, what's going to be up for the community to decide what does that look like. Yeah. And so um, when you're going to, so lots of different things. So um, in terms of like that decision, right? Is it, Hey, if I hold the token, I could just put, you know, go into the discord channel and be like, Hey guys, I think we should be doing this. Or what do you think of this problem? And now, you know, you're getting feedback from anybody. It could be, you know, um, you know, David Deutsch is commenting, Hey, I like that idea, right? Like, is that what it looks like? Is it more formalized? Um, I, I know obviously that's, it's not, that's not a DAO conversation in terms of all DAOs, but specifically for the affiliate DAO, what, what do you guys kind of envision in the governance in terms of that engagement level? Yeah, that's such a great question. So yeah, if you hold affiliate affiliate token, you're going to be able to make a proposal uh, about what we do with those treasuries funds. And we've got a whole process for that, right? There's an ideation process on the forum, um, on the governance forum to really filter out ideas and get feedback on prior to them moving to the next stage. We have, you know, three or four stages prior to it getting to the point of a vote. And then every week, you know, there's a voting period uh, for a six day voting period where the votes for that week are live um, so that you can come in, vote on all the proposals that are going on in Affiliate DAO all in one foul swoop uh, and give your opinion and your feedback based on the tokens that you've got, uh, place your votes on what you think should happen to the DAO. So yeah, absolutely. That is so cool. I just want to take a moment and say, how freaking cool is that? Like for all <laughs> the people out there, like thinking about it, like you hold the token and that token is like, it, it is your access to, it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, you have the token and now your opinion carries some weight. Now it's supposed to be a good opinion, right? Like, like the masses have to agree with you. Um, but Whoa. a good idea is not, you know, weighed down or filtered down by its origins, which I think is really, really cool. Like that's, that's an exciting thing. Um, and especially when you think of like globalizing, right, the world and creating a truly 
open decentralized community. I just, sorry, I just geek out on that. I think that sounds really cool. And I love that you could highlight that. And for our listeners, think about that right now, where you are. It doesn't matter how much you've made. It doesn't ha- matter like where you came from. If you're a part of this group, you're a part of the community and you get to contribute um, just as much as somebody that's been in affiliate marketing for, for 20 years. Now, they might have different opinions and their opinion with MQ might carry more weight because of their success and their so on and so forth. But again, that is not like a barrier for you by any means. It's just access to some really powerful people um, that, and that, that's great the people really that are all working me, together. Like the, the, it almost seems like a mastermind I can buy into get access to the mastermind and the connections and the networking and the learning. And then also, Oh, this mastermind is also building out X, Y, Z software or solution or whatever it might be that, that I get a say in and access to. And that's like, right. I think we all know, and people listening probably know, but if you don't masterminds and networking are one of the best what things you can do to level up yourself and your business. I'm going to going to like that. Someone made a comment about the capitalistic nature of this, right? It's like pure capitalism, like Kyle was saying. Like, I understand that if I have a token and I have access to, say, Affiliate DAO, that that token could increase in value and I could sell it, but then I'm out of the DAO, I think. I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, <laughs> but, like, what for the pure capitalistic, I just want ROI, like, where does the monetary flow come from? Um, when I'm a part of a DAO. Yeah, absolutely. So for our, our DAO specifically, you've got your NFTs uh, as the membership passes, right? Your membership pass to the DAO is dictated by your uh, you purchasing uh, and owning and holding the NFT in your crypto wallet. Um, then you've got your governance token of affiliate DAO. And so on both sides of that, there's going to be uh, investors who are coming in specifically and solely for the purpose of getting an ROI on those investments. What you're seeing right now, one of the really cool things that we're seeing in the space right now is NFT investors are moving from these PFP projects that crushed it over the last year. Real or fast, right? PFP projects, you just define what that is. Sorry, I, I didn't know Colin before. Profile. So what was that again? Sorry. Uh, profile. So PFP stands for profile picture. Oh. Um, so all these uh, NFT projects, that, you know, were basically just these profile pictures that people would, you know, put up that really didn't have any value behind them or utility behind them. What we're seeing is the shift from like sophisticated NFT investors investing, shifting their, I guess, investments from artwork type of NFTs over to membership uh, NFTs because they know, with especially with A16Z putting the $4.5 billion, uh, you know, fund together for tokenized communities, that the value of these communities over the next five years is going to continue to increase and grow. And that's what they wanted to get in at, in at at the early level. So you're seeing a lot of sophisticated NFT investors move their investments over to membership-based NFTs. Um, so they might not participate in the DAO as much. They're holding it more as an investment. So you'll have people who will buy it to get into the DAO, and then you'll have people who buy it just to hold it as an investment mechanism. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That I mean, it, I will also say this is our this is our alert to say we are not advising on how to invest on uh, DAO memberships and be aware that these are emerging markets and they could be highly volatile and very risky. So just just putting out, don't go put your life savings in DAO memberships unless you're prepared to lose all of it and hopefully regain it again. But um, just our disclaimer, so you can't sue us because uh, we aren't a doubt. <laughs> um, and anyway, Late. so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, well, going back to just to build off what Tom said too. So you mentioned the two forms. So there's the affiliate DAO within there. There's the, the actual coin um, within the DAO um, for voting and things like that. Can you talk a little bit more about how that works and, and what those systems look like and, and how that kind of mini ecosystem will work in the affiliate DAO? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the fun thing too is where we're at today with it can look completely different a year from now, right? So the purposes and uses of those coins today and the benefits that come along with them could look completely different one year down the road based on where the community wants to go with it, right? So today it's, uh, and we're, you know, we're starting relatively simple, right? It's just a governance token, um, affiliate token. So we've got affiliate DAO NFT membership pass, which is the NFT, and your ERC20 uh, fungible token, affiliate token, uh, which is used for governance to actually dictate uh, what happens with the DAO and you know whether proposals are approved or denied. 
So right now, that's the primary function of affiliate token is for you as a member of the DAO to be able to participate in governance and you know guide the direction of the future. Awesome. Similar to what you'd see with like common stock, right? Yeah. I just like the idea too, is that that can change. I think that's one of the really big things to talk about here. And we, we go back to, you know, um, the pirate ship, right? Like, because it's community based, if people decide that they don't like what's happening, it could change. That's what's so dynamic. And you go back and saying like traditional corporations, they can't do that. The hierarchical structure, um, cause even like Coinbase, they got in a bunch of issue with their affiliate program, right? Like recently, like they got in a, maybe it could be wrong. Maybe it was a different one, but you could see those traditional corporate structures when bad decisions are getting made, they're normally getting made by a handful of people driving a pure idea into a bad one. Right. But when you have community in there that, theoretically, and all this could still be manipulated by, you know, a charismatic figure. Um, you know, cults seem to figure that out pretty easily. But in general, as soon as it's going in that direction, like it could change and it could change quickly and rapidly because the community could decide it. So these are much more agile organizations when they're decentralized, um, which I would even argue will probably keep most of these organizations relatively small compared to overall populations. Um, so they could continue to be agile and move. Um, and you could really see a real change. So uh, I just, I think that's a great point as we talked about it. So, um, you know, as we kind of circle here, I think one of the things a lot of people might be doing is one, they might think I need more information. Like I'm curious, but I'm still confused. I think that's a common reaction to hearing a lot of this stuff. You're like, I'm interested, but I don't know what I'm interested in. It just all sounds cool and confusing. Um, so I kind of two parts, like one for people that are looking for more information about the affiliate DAO or just DAOs in general, what are some recommendations you have? And then we'll come up with a second one specifically about if they're bought in, how they join the affiliate DAO, but we'll talk about that in a second. First, let's talk a little about how they just get more information. Yeah, I would say, uh, go to the website, affiliate DAO.xyz. That's affiliate DAO.xyz. Uh, um, there's a ton of information on there. Uh, you can see the full roster in terms of the mentor board of the mentors within the affiliate DAO community. Uh, what we've done is really aggregated, I would say probably 95% of the who's who of the affiliate marketing space. So I think that's one of the things we're most excited about is we've already done seeded the community um, with the movers and shakers who, I don't want to say control the industry, but who've influenced this industry and built it into what it is over the last decade, right? And so this is, I think we, we're already well on our way to accomplishing our goal of creating a single unified community for the industry globally. So if you want more information on that, go to affiliatedow.xyz. If you want to learn more about DAOs in general, um, where to start? I think Bankless, um, if you... Uh, Google Bankless, they've got phenomenal resources on all things Web3, whether it's DAOs, NFT, DeFi, um, you know, their podcast is amazing, their newsletter is amazing. Um, sign up for their paid newsletter. Uh, those guys are just doing everything extremely well over there. They're kind of on the forefront of um, Web3 in terms of as a media outlet. Uh, and then just, I think Twitter, I think crypto lives on Twitter and Discord. Um, so jump onto Twitter, start following you know, all the people who are, you know, reputable in this space. Um, that's where I think you get the most real live information in real and, time. And who are the uh, reputable, reputable voices you'd primarily recommend? Just give like a couple, two or three. Well, some really good people on the mentor list on affiliate dot. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Even better. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of those guys on the mentor list, so you got, um, Ryan Adams, David Hoffman, um, Commodore, uh, who's one of the guys who started Krause House. Uh, Jeff Kaufman, who's uh, one of the founders of JumpDAO. Uh, Jump is a, a phenomenal social DAO for kind of um, agency marketing professionals. Um, so Jeff is, I think, a, a extremely Jeff's great last name again? to listen to and extremely right. knowledgeable. On a lot of Kaufman. Kaufman. Kaufman and Hoffman. Yeah, and I will say for for those even outside the <laughs> DAO space, it's just one thing that for the mentor list that is already part of this DAO is like, like I would I would tell you like you don't even get you, there's nowhere else you could find this collection of people that you'd have access to them anywhere else, not even like a fraction of them. You'd probably spend you know thirty thousand going to a mastermind to see a portion of these people in one place to have access to it. So I, I just think that's one of those things like just realize to have this list of people participating with a discord 
you know, channel away to, to be able to interact and talk with them is just blows my mind, let alone just, just that access is super, super cool, which is why people should be really, really interested. So they'll definitely, you want to go to the affiliated, uh, affiliate DAO.xyz. We'll have that in the show descriptions. We'll also get some of the people to follow um, just so we want to make sure, because I think anytime you're in these new emerging markets, who to trust really matters, right? Because there's a lot of people that see the opportunity unknown as a great way to you know, take advantage, whether it's intentional or sometimes even unintentional. There's a lot of people that take advantage of people unintentionally because they don't know what they're doing. So just always be aware that there's risk in these things. So find the people you could trust, which you've given us some great stuff, Cole. So really appreciate that. So for right now, can people start joining the affiliate DAO? Like, where is it at? Can they be a part of this? They're probably clamoring, foaming the mouth, you know, figuring out how to get a, <laughs> a crypto wallet if they don't have one, have one like... How, how do they join the affiliate DAO? Is it ready for them to get started? Absolutely. So we are launching to the public on August 19th. Um, so on August 19th, we're going we're gonna to roll out the, uh, uh, the membership passes, open sale uh, to the public. If, if you'd like to be an affiliate to promote the sale, which this is, this is very exciting for us. We nerd out about this. This is going to be the first ever affiliate marketing offer oh, wow. uh, in Web3. So if you, want to, if you want to participate in the first historical Web3 affiliate marketing offer uh, and help promote the launch of Affiliate DAO out to the community, um, you can go ahead and just, I'd say, sign up. Whether you want to be an affiliate or whether you want to um, join the uh, pre-launch list to get access to the membership passes ahead of time before everybody else, uh, if you go to AffiliateDAO.xyz, scroll down uh, to see the form uh, for the pre-launch list. Throw your name and email in there, and that'll get you on the list where we'll send out the email and notify you as soon as those passes are live uh, on the pre-launch before we actually roll it out to the public. That's awesome. That's super. Like, who does not want to be part of the very first Web3 affiliate launch? That just sounds so exciting to me. Like, imagine being a part of Jeff Walker's very first launch way back when. Like, how cool that would feel. So, um, but you don't have to imagine. You could literally do it. How cool is that? So, sorry, I'm just thinking, I'm nerding out too, Cole. This is just super awesome stuff. So, um, well, again, really appreciate your time. Tom, well, Thomas, any other questions before we have Cole go? Like, I, I have to admit, this is not even the first time I've heard all this information. And my head still spins from all the opportunity and questions and things to ask. So, we don't, we don't want to spend all day asking those questions, but Thomas, do you have any, any final thoughts or questions for Cole? Um, I mean, so, lots of dirty questions that we're probably going to be to our list and I actually got signed up as one yesterday. So thanks for getting me into there and got to go to the discord and stuff. I was like, Whoa, there's some really cool people in here. <laughs> so it's like, uh, the community piece for people and like that the NFT is a ticket almost to this digital mastermind is where I think a lot of people can have success with it. So that's what I'm really jiving on. And I'd be curious for you, Cole, like, what are you most excited about in the next, obviously the launch, I assume, coming up, but in the first, like, let's say three months after the launch, what are you most excited for? It's a great question. There's so many things. Um, but I think, I think it really is seeing the community come together for the first time and work as a single unit. Like, what does that, what can we do when, when we get rid of a competitive mindset and move into a collaborative mindset in a system that incentivizes all of us to do that well and participate well, what can we accomplish when we all come together uh, around a single cause and work uh, in union with each other? I think that's one of the coolest things that, that we're all excited about to seek, which has never been done before, right? Uh, but when you go from fighting over, you know, spending fractional energy fighting over a piece of the current pie to all working together to expand the whole pie, what what becomes possible? And I think those are kind of the things that really get us excited. Um, but to, to you, know, you guys' earlier questions, I think one of, the, one of the cool things about the DAO is even if you don't know any of this stuff right now, that's what the social DAO component for us is, is educating everybody on how to make money in Web3, how to, how to utilize this protocol, how to just, and, you know, how to get in and onboard the Web3 in general it's really what we're trying to do is there's a huge education component um, of the DAO that is here to help uh, any of the members move forward. Yeah. Into no, I think that's great. And it's funny. I think very similar things with Thomas said a great question too. And, and what you're talking about too, I think gets me super excited about it, but um, you know, people, like you said, you don't have to be an expert. I mean, experts in this field right now are, 
people that are months ahead of knowing what you know, right? It's not a huge gap. So right now you need to ask yourself, really the question you're asking isn't, do I intimately understand DAOs and NFTs and crypto? That's the wrong question if you ask that. The question is, do you understand and do you want to be a part of the next wave of the future of commerce, the future of the internet, the future of the way that we communicate and connect with each other? Or do you want to wait till everyone else does? If you want to wait, that's fine. This isn't for you. That's totally okay. It's not any jumping into those. But if you're the kind of person that looks back and thinks, if only I could have been early in on the internet, if I could have been there for web one, if I could have been one of the first people buying ads on Facebook and dictating the way that went, right? And now having even more control over it, this is really something for you. And you, again, your head might be spinning, but if you could boil it down to going, this is next and I want to be part of it, your first step should be enjoy um, to, to join the affiliate DAO. Like that's really where you should be going. I know it's where I'm going. I know it's where Thomas is. Cole obviously is, is doing a great job with his partners creating this. And none of us will really fully know what it even looks like in a year, but we know it's going to continue to grow and be a part of the future. So why not join along in the process? So Cole, really, really fantastic talking. We're going to make sure to put um, the link in the, the show notes. Um, we'll also put some of the people to follow so we could buy some good sources for additional information. Um, but this has been something that just has been amazing. Really, really love talking about it. Um, I, it's, it's such cool stuff. And again, where it's dense, there's a lot to know. Um, that's okay. It's it's an exciting place to be, to be learning constantly, which I have to imagine for you, it's just got to be exciting and overwhelming all at the same time. It's like, well, I just learned like a volume worth of like a textbook today and I'll do it again tomorrow. So um, super awesome stuff. Uh, any other final message for the people before we have you go? Yeah, I think one thing that uh, may be helpful, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, which is Dow Conductor, at Dow Conductor, um, a lot of the people I'm following are, Kind of a lot of the thought leaders in the space so if you want a shortcut finding kind of the who's who on twitter um go to my twitter and just see who Perfect. I'm following. and if you will make sure to put your twitter as well in the show notes um so people could easily access that um but again thanks so much and for all the listeners if this is valuable content to you please we'd love to hear it and more importantly who else we'd like to hear from what are the other subjects on the internet and marketing sales that are just burning through your brain that you'd like to know more about or the people you'd like us to interview make sure to in your reviews and your comments to mention that stuff we're always watching we're always listening we want to make sure we keep providing value but other than that um of course always subscribe um wherever you need to um through all your podcasts you can keep automatically getting the episodes coming to you um but with that have a great one and thomas what do you always say happy scaling everybody Woo! until next time <laughs> bye <laughs>